Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled, Movies That Inspire. It was originally aired July 5th, 2020. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Silver Sunday with the Silver Line crew. This is a Sunday crew. Uh, if you join us regularly, you know we got another crew on Wednesdays. Um, but we're going to tonight. We're going to talk about the same thing that they talked about on Wednesday. But you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You get seven new perspectives uh, and and uh, points of view. So uh, hopefully, it's just a, a continuation of what you've learned there. So uh, we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And the way we usually do this, we just go around my little murderer's row here on our Zoom screen and introduce everyone. Uh, I'll start. My name is Roland Mann. I'm kind of the chief wrangler here. Uh, I write uh, Cat and Mouse, and soon to be, uh, in a couple of months, we're going to kickstart one called uh, Trumps. And another one that, Becca, are you actually going to be working on the the character tonight? Okay. And, And another one that just got put into the pipeline called The Rejects. Um, and we will get to see Becca inking on some of the character designs for those. So that will be exciting. Um, so first up on Murderer's Row here is Curtis. Curtis, tell everyone who you are. Hello, I'm Curtis Fujita. I'm an artist. I run comic books, video games, and animation. I'm the creative director at Silverline and the editor of the Kaylee's comic book series. Woot woot! And Curtis is actually secretly working on a project, but it's way too early to talk about that yet. But yeah, he's working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so next on Murderer's Row is Becca. Becca, tell everyone who you are. Hi, I'm Rebecca Winslow. I am an inker and a colorist for Silverline. And I will be inking The Rejects. That's the name of it tonight. Characters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Character yeah. designs for the new book. And it looks like yeah. Chuck joining us too. That's very cool. Um. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Chuck. No, oh, he's still he's still connecting to audio, so he can't quite hear us yet. Uh, so we'll just continue on while Chuck is joining audio here. So, John, uh, why don't you tell everyone who you are? Hey, uh, I'm the resident Viking. Um, the illustrious <laughs> beard. Uh, <laughs> Roland's alive. Um, hey, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I'm the inker on Fry Rush, uh, and uh, was and have a variant cover on Fry Rush, which is coming out on Kickstarter in two days. Yeah, yep, that's right um, on tu- on Tuesday. Yep, and uh, who knows what else they'll throw me at? <laughs> that's right. We'll keep you busy. Um, excellent. So thank you, John. Uh, next up on my my list here is uh, Pete Clinton. Pete. Hey, Pete. <laughs> I hate following you guys. You're all doing so many things. I'm just doing the one thing. <laughs> Pete, 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 you got to start yeah, somewhere, hey, right? Hey, I'm just drawing a book. That's that's what I do. <laughs> that's a great thing, though. <laughs> a fantastic thing. Yeah. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm uh, I'm penciling. Um, we're calling it Champion of Miss Fury. Yeah. Right, we're we're not. We're still not sure if that's what it's going to be called. But no, we uh, we, we got to get I serious about it. a title. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you guys come up with something. You you <laughs> yeah. message us what you should think it should be called. 
Yeah. yeah so you're one of those guys who just says, "I just pencil." I just pencil it. You, just you guys, pencil. you tell me what to draw. I draw it. You, yeah. you call it what you like. And we'll be seeing uh, you work on some of that tonight as well, right? Yeah. So I've just started on page page seven. Page seven. Sweet. Christ. Yeah. So we're just going to start um, laying that down and see what we can get. Break it up. Sounds sounds <clears throat> good. Uh, next up on Murderers Row is Aaron Humphreys. Aaron. I am the penciler or the artist on Fire Rush. And um, other than that, I just hang out with these guys and, and stream stuff <laughs> online. Um, <laughs> uh, I do my own comic book, too. And uh, that's it's one of the issues of my comic that you can. So when I'm not doing that, I'm helping out Silverline. So. Yep. And and Aaron just gave us the okay for those of you who are, who are paying attention. Just gave us the okay that uh, we're going to get some godlings as a stretch goal for the upcoming yes. um, uh, Kickstarter. So um, so this is your be your chance to get some of that as well. Uh, next up on my murderers row here is Mike W. Belcher. What's up, Mike? Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm Mike Belcher. I am a letter and production designer at Silverline. And I also publish and create my own comic, Man in the Mask. That's right. Which, if you have not read, you need to go read. I'll give you, make sure I give you all the links in the appropriate places. But uh, Mike's doing this. Uh, he, he's putting a lot of this stuff up for free. So you got no reason not to go read yeah, this stuff, check right? It out. I will it say this. Mike's the guy who designed this uh, this silver. I don't know what to call it here. This trade, uh, the trade masthead, uh, yeah. masthead trade, whatever. Yeah, he, uh, he he designed this, which I just think makes the books look so sweet. Really, really stand right. out. Oh, by the way, I'll get back to this in a minute. And last but not least is Chuck Bordell, my longtime pal, Chuck. <laughs> Hiya. What's going on, Chuck? Well, I haven't been to these uh, Sunday gatherings for, I was at one, looked like a month ago. Yep. And uh, I just figured I'd drop in and see how everyone's doing. Well, we appreciate that. We are, we are live. So, Chuck, uh, tell tell the folks uh, what's some of the stuff you've done with Silverline. Well, right now I'm inking the White Devil. Right. Finishing up that. I'm not sure who inked the first couple issues, but. Um, and I've done a whole bunch, Silverstorm 2 I did, and Sirens we did, but that was through Caliber. Yep. Still, um, still Silverline book. Yeah. And you've seen and some Marauder, of the colors. We Marauder, did. yep. Uh, which Becca is, uh, uh, is coloring on. It's kind of on her third, on her depth chart, this kind yeah. of third on the list. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Uh... Yep. So, and and Chuck's been uh, inking for boy thirty years. Um, yeah, about no, that. Yeah, I think think so. Because I know that uh, uh, the Silverline stuff wasn't your first stuff. You had worked with Paul Pelletier on the Alpha books, right? Yeah. 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 I I did some inking on the Totem series. Through That's right. Them. Totem. Um, yeah. and a couple of other things with Paul before he got white hot and drug up to <laughs> yeah. the big leagues that's right <laughs> uh, he he shot up like a rocket didn't he yeah yeah uh well chuck we're absolutely uh overjoyed you could join us tonight you know of course i've told you before love to have you anytime that you're available i know you're really busy with work and everything but uh yeah glad glad you're with us tonight 
Thanks. Behind the scenes, who won't make an introduction, is my son, Brett. He is doing all the production. He makes sure that you get to see the images and stuff that pop up on our screens. He's also going to be uh, responsible for making sure you get to see as the artist work tonight. Um, Aaron, I forgot to ask you, are you going to be uh, streaming some art tonight? I would, but I've been working on another project for non-comic related projects. Okay. So I haven't been working on anything comic related <laughs> no, for no, a few, no, no, a few that's days. All good. Just trying, yeah, to, trying to figure out who yeah. our, our art streamers are. Uh, John, you streaming art? I, I think your answer is a no, right? Because you got to you're outside enjoying the weather and kick yeah. back. <laughs> Still got a little bit of rib stuff, grease on my fingers. I'm trying to get off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Curtis, you, you'll stream any tonight? Any art? Uh, I, I, actually, I, I'm working on something, but it's a little on the hush-hush. Okay, hush, so sure. No, 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 that's fine. Thank I, you. I, listen, I, if, if I didn't ask, <clears throat> someone would holler at me and say, you didn't ask, right? Yeah, um, I'm so glad right. you asked me. We're good. Uh, so Becca, if you want to pop your stuff up, we'll start off, start off with you. And, uh, I guess it's just, uh, I be guess you. so. <laughs> you and Pete tonight. Ladies first. <laughs> You're not going to so, put your scene up again, are you? <laughs> that was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so to, tonight we're talking about, oh, actually, before we get there, uh, as an update, uh, I know some of you uh, were backers of our projects, our Kickstarters, so I'm happy to say um, that our, these are the proof copies of Divinity and Twilight Graham. It's a flip book, as you can see, I keep flipping it. It's just one book, so I'm not just, tr- I'm not trying to do a mag- magician's trick here. Uh, you read Divinity this way, uh, and then you get to about the halfway point, and everything is upside down because you got to flip over and then read Twilight Grimm um, from this direction. The new Kickstarter we're going to do will have a an exclusive flip book this way too. This is the only way you'll be able to get these flip books, by the way. Uh, they're only going to be available as part of our Kickstarter. Once the Kickstarter is over, then um, you'll still be able to get the books, but they're going to be only available individually. So I can obviously, obviously, I can Absolutely. I chose the wrong word in my speaking. Uh, I can absolutely say these books look fantastic. Um, and of course, they're done by our, our good pals at uh, Kablam Digital Printing, who prints all of our comics. Uh, and Tommy, of course, who is usually on the Wednesday stream, is uh, one of the partners there. So I, I just can't tell you, uh, I can't find the picture, uh, just how good these things look. Uh, Mike did the lettering. Mike, you probably, look at that. Look how good your lettering looks on this thing, man. Woohoo! Looks great. Um, so yeah. Oh yeah, I will in just a second. Uh, I don't have that up right at the moment. So. Uh, do I stream? Do you stream? Do you stream regularly? I think is the question. Um, I don't know if it's obvious, but I really don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I I just kind of stream here. Um, yeah. I'm actually pretty busy with like doing this stuff and then I have a daytime job and yeah uh, I would love to stream more but I don't would it be fair to say Becca I don't want to put words in your mouth but would it be fair to say that we kind of have exclusive rights to Becca stream 
Yeah, you basically did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want to see Becca stream, you got to join us here on Sunday nights. That's just yeah. what it is, right? Uh, you can chat with her and you can ask her to all kinds of questions. We're, we're, we're wide open to questions. We'll be, we'll be talking about uh, movie stuff tonight, but any questions you have for anybody here, uh, post them up on uh, the chats and I will see them. I have it open now, uh, Brett, so I can, I can uh, see if anyone posts there. Uh, and address those questions so we encourage questions we want questions because um we, we we look at this especially in the in the light of we have no conventions to go to while we're in the middle of the plague uh hopefully that this will go over and we can get over soon and we can get back to doing conventions but this is certainly a way for us to uh to connect with you and if you've got <clears throat> questions please don't hesitate to to ask um that's what we're here for uh, so yeah, so um, this was uh, Twilight Grimm and uh, Divinity, and as someone said earlier, uh, we are launching uh, Fire Rush 1 and Bloodline One-Shot on uh, Tuesday. Uh, as with all Silverline books, these books are finished. We could go to print with them right now, but uh, we can't because we need you and your help to, to help us fund that. Plus, we need, uh, we need to know who you are so that we can you know, put you on our thank you page. Uh, all of those of you who, who help us do that. So um, so if you like independent books, uh, which you obviously do because you're here watching us tonight, uh, get ready for us to launch the newest um, uh, the newest Silverline uh, Kickstarter on Tuesday. Also, don't forget, we've got a merch store. Uh, thank you for the reminder. We have a merch store that we're, we're every, every week we're adding some new cool stuff. Um, as we can kind of uh, grasp stuff away from the uh, from the artists, all these cool images that they're doing, um, we're putting images up on the merch store. Uh, so please go check that out, and it's just kind of another way to support us and help us to to get stuff that we can get out there, and you know things like t-shirts and stuff like that. So, uh, okay, anything else I forgot before we uh, before we we jump into the topic? Okay, so. I don't know if you watched, I don't know if you guys, uh, I, I try to always watch, you know, the Wednesdays, even though I'm not there and I'm going to approach it a little bit different. His first question was what, what movie do you love and what movie do you hate? And my problem was I thought about that and I'm like, I don't know that I can think of a movie that I hate. I don't, you know, I don't hate too much. Um, there are movies that I think, yeah, that's pretty stupid or I don't like that. Um, but so instead what I'm going to ask is name a movie or two that's your favorite movie. Uh, and then maybe a movie that you think is overrated, oh. right? So not not one that you hate, but just one that you like. Everyone loves, and you're like, yeah, I don't see that, right? I think that one's a bit overrated. Um, what? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, get, I don't get Avatar. I don't know why everyone raved about Avatar. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. It's 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 an excellent exercise in CGI, but. <laughs> But it's overrated, huh? I have to agree right, with Peter right. on that one. Wait, 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 wait. He, you only said the one that's overrated. What? What? So, what about? So, this helps us keep it in perspective, right? So, this one's overrated. So, what do you like? What are? What are? You know, what that your favorite movie, or what are two or three, something like that? Um, I don't know. Uh, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Um, what do I like? I like, I like loads. I know it's comic books, but the Infinity Gauntlet. I I thought that was I thought that was brilliant. The, okay. that, was a bad, that was a bad guy's story, and I loved it. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, what else? What have I watched recently? I don't know. Godfather was great. Godfather? There's loads of, there's loads of Shawshank Redemption, yeah. all those. I love yeah. the, 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 the great films. Yeah, but I can tell you definitely Avatar. Don't get it. <laughs> don't get okay. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who else? What you, Chuck? What, what's, what's, uh, if you sit down and you got a free weekend, what, what, uh, what movie do you go to? What are your, some of your favorite movies? Well, I, uh, all the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially the first one. The first <clears throat> one I saw that when I was a kid, I was just blown away by it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of my favorites. And, uh, I like, the Godfather series is yep. another favorite. Um, I've I've never seen anybody do a mafia-based comic book, but I'm sure there must be one out there. I would think so too. I mean, that seems too obvious, doesn't it? Yeah. They may have. They just may have been whacked in the process. So. <laughs> now they're not around. <laughs> we know that the first Cat and Mouse series, um, the mafia was they, they weren't the the they were the bad guys, uh, something that cat and mouse had to deal with, but they weren't the protagonist. Um, so not, that's not quite the same. Dang, Becky, you're, you're moving fast on that. That looks great. Oh, by the way. I know I'm, I'm doing this. I'm like, I feel like I, when people are watching is they're like, if they have epilepsy, there should be like a warning at the bottom. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but actually, I actually think it's really good for, and, and for you to scroll out sometimes because oh, yeah. as you are now, we can see the whole thing. So mm-hmm. it allow, if someone's just popping in, you know, when you're zoomed in, it's hard to see, well, what the yeah. heck is she inking? And you zoom yeah. out and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Then you zoom back in and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm constantly doing that. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the first time I've ever heard somebody sit there and go, hey, I may induce a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. What, what about overrated, Chuck? What do you think is uh, overrated? Oh, um, <laughs> wow. I, I think that uh, Titanic is way overrated. Um, really you don't love that song all so much (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) only when it's done by ryan reynolds yeah yeah Yeah, go ahead um trying to think of other overrated films and See that was that was what you know. In listening to the Wednesday stream, that was the thing that I was I was having a, a hard time with. Is like, okay, well, it's easier for me to think of of uh, stuff that I like more than stuff yeah. that I, I don't like. You know, like I don't because I don't I don't have a tendency to dwell on those, and you know, um, so that's kind of why I wanted to revise the question just a little bit to make it uh, a little easier. Uh, Becca C. Michael says, "Looking great." Um, I'm yep. loving these characters so much. Oh, I'm so oh. happy to hear that. <laughs> that that makes my heart. It's go getting me it, excited. Yeah, Good. That character looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love the hair. Um, so Wubba says that he loves uh, Sorcerer and the White Snake. V for Vendetta. Uh, overrated, horrible is uh, DC and Transformer movies. So I'm going to assume that he means all DC movies and all the Transformer movies, right? Uh, and he oh. agrees about uh, Avatar being overrated. 
<laughs> like, but, but but of course, right? Of course. <laughs> it's not a Michael Bay film unless there's a city <laughs> So, Mike, what about you? What uh, what are some of your favorites and um, what do you think is overrated? I've got a bunch of favorites. Probably my go-to is if I'm just really just, you know, just want to have a nice afternoon, probably Big Trouble in Little China. Really? Oh, I love that, I love yeah. that film. I'm with you on that. Absolutely, that one, amazing. absolutely one of my favorites. And uh, actually, uh, 12 Angry Men, probably probably on the very top of my list. Uh, I think wow. it's of the best movies ever made because it's, it's just, it's so simple. It, it's just a bunch of guys in one room. And it's I was going to say, that's the one that they're all in one room, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just 12 wonderful actors just acting and just yeah. being very natural and uh, if, if anything, it's a it's a nice little nod to anybody who likes independent creation because that's the yeah. way you do it. I mean, there's really no frills to it, and you can see how well it's pulled off by very good talent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, hold your thought there. Uh, I'm coming back to you. Uh, Max Yeager said Indiana Jones was good. Wish they had more of them. Uh, the Alien one could have gone unfilmed though. Uh, Tim Miller, my good buddy Tim, says Monty Python's Holy Grail is great. Always a go-to. <laughs> Uh, Max Yeager said Big Trouble was good. Uh, and C. Michael says the rejects are very inspiring. Because CC says yes. I'm not sure what he was saying yes to, but I'm sure one of you said something brilliant that he's, you know, thumbs up. And uh, oh, he said, oh, he, I'm sorry, I didn't read far enough. He said uh, both uh, both of them are great movies. Uh, Wubba, Groups of Tim, Indiana Jones was, oh, it's the same comment there. Uh, I'm getting the same comment. Oh, I see. He went from Twitch to Facebook. Uh, anyway, all right, Mike. So, so back to you. On the overrated, and and let me put a disclaimer out there. I am a <laughs> Day Lewis fan, but probably one of the most overrated movies. There will be blood. I uh, I went into it wanting to really like it, and I, by the end of it, I really hated it. So probably <laughs> that one. That's probably the top of my absolute most despised movie. I, I just wanted more out of it, and it just was very disappointing. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, any, and any movie with Seth Rogen, that would be the next thing. So I'm, okay, I'm very, gotcha, I'm very gotcha. related on that one. Anything with Seth Rogen would probably be the most on the list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to disagree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So what about it, uh, John Curtis, Aaron? Um, well, Sounded like one name, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> but I guess I'll go next. Uh, okay. Overrated, I have to agree with Avatar. That was a whole lot of time and a whole lot of work for something that had next to no real depth and story. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, favorite films, um, I have to go uh, Boondock Saints. Hmm. It's a good one. That great one and uh and uh lost boys oh wow okay wow that's good cool uh yeah uh eric amonson said i thought i heard uh i thought i recently heard they were going to make another big trouble uh tim miller said star wars episodes one through three were terrible uh (laughs) and lost boys was good uh that was uh eric amonson um, C. Michael says, amen, anything with Seth Rogen. Uh, Cassisi, hey, Cassisi said it was rumored that The Rock would remake Big Trouble in Little China. Not sure if it fell through or not. Uh, oh, cool. I, uh, 
Yeah, I think that uh, he's supposed to play Black Adam too in the next Shazam, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 I will say this with uh, when it comes with, since uh, we brought up Big Big Trouble in Little China, I actually know somebody who looks like the villain in that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, he looks just like that creepy Joe Chinaman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that uh, that's easy for you to say, Brian Blessed. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I say John looks like Brian Blessed, the guy who played uh, uh, Voltan in, in uh, Flash Gordon. Yeah, and Brett, if you still got that image, you know you can pop it up sometime when it's convenient, um, and we'll just make John groan. Uh, so, what about it, Aaron Curtis? I can go. Okay, okay, so I will do my favorite. My favorite is probably, I don't know if you guys have heard of this movie. It's a movie from the early 80s called Never Cry Wolf. No. Disney, yeah. right? Wasn't really yes, Disney? it was one of Disney's first films. That's probably my favorite film of all time. Uh, as far as comic book movies. Uh, Why did probably, it have to be a comic book movie? Yeah, well, probably the other one would be Dread. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like Dread. And Tron, I'm a big fan of the Tron universe. Now, for the overrated stuff, <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble saying this, but I'll say it anyways. To me, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, I just oh, do not like any of those movies. Oh, Ow, hate, hey, hey, Brad, let's figure out how to, how to boot him from this stream. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just cannot stand any of those movies. So. It's, it's, it's okay to be wrong, though. So it's, That's it's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. You, you took the words right out of yeah. my mouth. Not everybody can be right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, so I have to ask it, Aaron. What, what is it about them? Um, uh, because obviously, there's many surrounding you who, uh, yes. so who they are the with you. Um, uh, they are the epitome of design by committee. Okay. Because, because one of the ones for twenty one movies, I've seen the exact same story, and I'm still surprised to this day. Out of twenty movies, people go like, it ended like this, and I'm just like. Yes, I can see the ending coming a mile away. <laughs> and the first movie started out good, and then Tony Stark became snarky, and everyone's snarky, and everything's – and I, I mean, it's just – I don't know. I it will is a agree struggle. that we, we did see some of that, yeah. But um, they're just – they just blend in, and they're just, to me, like, very generic. They're the epitome of, like – now, granted, I didn't grow up in superheroes, and Captain America is the only one I like. Like, I didn't like Iron Man. I didn't like Spider-Man. I didn't. X-Men was the only comic book I like, superhero life. But most superheroes, I, I mean, I grew up reading Appleseed, uh, Alien Legion, Predator, Aliens, all that. So super, So when I saw these, I was like, oh, yeah, they started out okay. And then they just, you, to me, you can interchange any one from the other, and they're just all the same, which I think was their point. I think it was yeah. So but, so you didn't yeah. have a lot of the historical sentimentality that, that None. so many do entering the movie. Yeah. 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 I like the X-Men. Some of the X-Men movies were okay. Uh, huh? the Avengers. What? No. So. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Which which ones? Uh, uh. some of the which ones? I uh, like the first one and the second one. I thought were decent. Yeah, I like it when superheroes are more sci-fi. And, and I don't know. I, I even when I was a kid, I could not figure out like why would somebody put on spandex to fight crime. Even as a kid, I could never figure that out. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't forgive them, Fox, for making Sabretooth a moron. Yeah, yeah, that's the one yeah. thing. They did kind of redeem him in that Wolverine solo movie, though. The movie no, wasn't really. good, but the guy who played Sabretooth, I thought, did a good job. 
yeah, and, yeah, and I think yeah. I think for me that's one of the reasons that that the Marvel movies work so much is that for the most part mm-hmm. they they seem to be truer to the original than say some of the Fox uh, stuff. You know, sometimes you look at some of what was done in the X Men, you're going, I don't recognize that character at all. Yes, I know who yeah. it's supposed to be, but I don't recognize the character. Where we're in the and for the most part. And the Marvel yeah. movies, you know, they they kind of they look like and they. I, I still think a lot of movies are afraid of primary colors. Um, yes, you know, uh, everything has to be too dark. They they throw in all these dark shades, um, which I think is a mistake. You know, I look back at the the seventy you know seventy Superman movies and going, right? that's what Superman's supposed to look like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, uh, well, Eric oh, Amundsen said, uh, yeah, sometimes. I'm- Oh, go ahead. I know I have an unpopular opinion. I have friends that chastise me all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, it's like whatever I like, dude. Yeah. Uh, Eric says, yeah, sometimes it can be disappointing when books are put to film, uh, especially when liberties are taken. And and I agree with that. I think that's uh, that's the reason that you almost always hear. I think the book was better than the movie, right? Hmm. Uh, you, you rarely ever hear somebody say, well, the movie was better than the book. Um, Royal Air, Royal Airship says this. Uh, I guess tonight we're almost like the Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 movies, and we're leaving him in stitches. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I think I misread that. This is what he likes. Almost all the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies leave him in stitches, so he likes those. Uh, all the Tomb Tomb Raider movies are overrated. Uh, so Curtis, it's either me or you last, man. All right, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll get it set up. So, yeah, um, Big Trouble in China, of course. I've I've seen that movie like a billion gazillion times. So, um, and then an, another movie that I like with a similar name is called Um, Once Upon a Time in China. It's a uh, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, series of kung fu movies, and and that was so influential on me that I I sought out. It's based on the story of a real martial artist, so I sought out that style of martial arts and even trained in Hong Kong and got to train with people within that lineage. And so it was like one of the most influential things for me. Um, Wasn't that Jet Li? Yeah, Jet Li. Jet Li. Uh-huh. Great film. And um, I also like uh, Stanley Kubrick's movie, uh, Barry Lyndon. If you haven't seen that, it's, it's just a gorgeous movie, all done um, by candlelight and things like that. It's kind of a, a beautiful movie. And um, the other one that I really like is a movie called Fallen Angels. It's a, uh, a Hong Kong movie. And it uh, just has some really unique characters. Like there's a character in it who's mute and he can't get a job. So he goes ahead and he breaks into other people's businesses at night and runs it during the wee hours of the morning. Just very weird, weird story. Um, but <laughs> Fallen Angels is, is really good. So. Cool, it sounds um, good. Yeah, it's really, really neat stuff. And um, for overrated, and I'm gonna brace myself for the uh, what's gonna come next. But uh, I really, I never got into Forrest Gump. I thought I really, <laughs> I, Forrest Gump was just not my bag. And, uh, so. I don't know. I what didn't that get means. it either. So yeah, okay, it was yeah, okay, was but I, it was just whatever. Uh, I think it's maybe a little bit of a southern thing. Is, is that what is that what it was? Yeah, possible well, because there's I, a lot I love, of this. I love Forrest Gump. It Did was you? Tom, it's Tom Hanks and yeah, you, yeah. You yeah. I'm not like Tom Hanks for a start. So um, so, yeah. Pete, this is a completely different conversation that that we're not going to have tonight. But <laughs> uh, but I've always said that that southerners are more like. Uh, 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 British people than Northerners are. That's um, that's that's a whole other conversation. That, that, that's a really long conversation that probably not going to hey, happen tonight. Roland, yes, sir. Roland, you're yes. reaching. 
but no, I, I, I agree with uh, Pete. Tom Hanks. It's hard to find a, a bad Tom Hanks movie, right? Yeah. yeah he's uh, excellent. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to stay on mute over here, so uh, I'll be on <laughs> No. <laughs> Uh, Force Gump is not would not certainly be one of my 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 top movies. Um, so since Curtis is muted, I guess um, I, I guess it's my turn then. Uh, I, I as I've said before, I, I don't watch a whole lot of television, so I have I have a tendency to have a lot of favorite movies, uh, a lot of movies that I, that I watch. Um, I don't have a lot that, that we, we talked a little bit earlier. I don't have a lot that I don't like. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of name off some of the ones that I like. I love the the um, uh, the Pink Panther movies. Those are those are some of my go-to movies. Um, Peter Sellers, I, I think, is just absolutely hilarious. So I can watch uh, Shot in the Dark and Pink Panther, and, and I can watch those multiple times, and they're still funny to me, even though I know what's coming. Um, my kids uh, almost won't watch it with me because I start laughing before the jokes. Because I know the joke that's about to happen, and so I start laughing in anticipation of what Peter Sellers is about to do. Um, not anything. Um, so, uh, so I love the Peter uh, the Peter Sellers uh, Pink Panther movies. Um, uh, Costner did a couple of uh, 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 good movies that I, I, I liked. He did The Untouchables, which I thought was uh, really good. He did um, uh, Dances with Wolves. Uh, which I thought was uh, an incredible film. I, I do have a tendency to like historical-based movies as well. Um, so there, of course, there's those, those two. Um, I liked... Um, uh, I'm just waiting for it, Roland. What? You, you, you think <laughs> there's one that I'm going to mention, huh? Oh, I know there's one you're going to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of, cor- of course, Flash Gordon. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, that goes without saying. I think. Uh, Never you know, heard of it. I, I, yeah. Um, that's two strikes, Aaron. Be careful, man. <laughs> I've never seen it either. Oh, you've heard of it though, right? When you brought it up, yeah. What? <laughs> no way. So, yeah, the only reason I went to see Flash Gordon, not the only reason, but the biggest reason I went to see Flash Gordon when it came out was because I, I was a huge Queen fan, and Queen did the entire soundtrack for it. So I'm like, I don't care what movie it is. I mean, I went to go see uh, One Vision and Iron Eagle. I went to see those that Queen did music for, too, and those aren't in my top movies, right? Um, but that was the only reason I, I, I went to to see those is because of uh, uh, that Queen did the music to it. Uh, yeah, and it ended up being a, a very good, goofy, goofy, wonky, uh, long film, long time film of mine. Um, so uh, there, there was that. I liked. Um, uh, and these are some of the ones that I, I kind of go. These are my go-to films, right? Uh, there's also um, Braveheart. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Braveheart. I'm a big fan of. Uh, oh shoot, what's the other one he did about the uh, the Liberty Independence minded guy? Uh, Patriot. Patriot, yeah. yeah. Why? I should have thought about that. Seeing as that, what weekend it is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 oh I love. <laughs> I, I love both of those movies. Uh, they're very much, you know, the underdog kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I could probably go on. Uh, I do the, the movie that I think. All right, I'm I'm prepared myself now. The movie that I think is is shouldn't have been filmed is the third Nolan Batman. Um, 
I just think there are now I like the first two okay, but the yeah. third one I can't remember. I always have problem remembering the name, it's so bad. Um Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, That's thank fine. you. I think that is the one of the worst uses of film I've ever seen. Uh, I could not stand that movie. I mean, all the way through it, I'm like, that's stupid. That's stupid. That's idiot, right? I just, I, it, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, uh, I don't know it's not necessarily hailed as one of the best Batman movies, but but uh, I, I have heard people say it's their favorite movie, and I'm like, what the heck are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I might be shunned if I ever say uh, the one that I'm not very fond of would Which be is. all the Star Wars. Oh, oh yeah, Ooh. I've seen just... them. I've seen them all, and like I appreciate what they are, but I'm just not a fan. I I know I've gotten yelled at plenty of times for that. Don't worry, Becca. I I agree. I, I like them. They're okay, but they they get. I have a hard time getting through them. Because again, it's it's that you got to give me something to grab onto, and I, I don't know. I mean, I like it. I just got done watching what the Rebels TV series, and I had the struggle to get through it. And by the end, there were like magic wolves and I don't I really know whatever it. else they were bringing out. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> I thought Rebels was a really good series. I thought, oh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and the end yeah. of uh, the Clone Wars was excellent. The Clone yeah. Wars was good. Rebels was it was okay. Brett, uh, my son Brett, uh, likes the, the – he's told me before, um, and he, he may pipe up and say differently now, but he's told me before he thought the Clone Wars was some of the best Star Wars stuff made um, yeah. as yeah, far yeah. as you know, the, the movies and stuff. And I go back to the original the original three, yeah. which I guess is mm. four, five, and six now, right? Uh, I like those. I did not like the, the ones after that. Uh, several messages here uh, I want to run through. Um, uh, Wubba says, uh, Jet Li was awesome. Uh, Royal Airs, if you're totally right, Roland, both lost, probably referencing some of the movies I was talking about. Uh, Eric says the language certainly is more UK ish uh, derived. Wubba said, I like Forrest Gump, amazing storytelling. Uh, C. Michael says, Sorry, but the Burbs was not that great. Uh, the- uh, <laughs> oh, an excellent film. Burbs, great. I will always watch it when it's on TV. Uh, Eric Amundsen said the Pink Panther movies are great. I agree. Cassisi uh, said Iron Eagle. Wow. I'm not sure if that's a good wow or a bad wow. Uh, Royal Airship said the Queen's Highlander theme song was great. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm I'm having a delivery of uh, of liquid refreshment here, so I'm going to take my liquid refreshment. Oh, thank you so much, liquid refreshment deliverer girl, <laughs> who happens to be my uh, who happens to be my wife that I love so very much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Be patient. Um, let's see. Uh, see, Michael says Highlander. Oh, that's right. Crap. How can I remember? Forget Highlander. Oh, see, there's. Mm-hmm. I knew there was another one on my list. I would forget. Uh, Queen music. A- absolutely. Um, I did. I did. So, okay. I, I find myself talking too much. I apologize. <laughs> As a dad, I, I I made it my point. I said my kids are going to watch all the cool movies, right? And so things like Monty Python and Blazing Saddles, which is is, is hilarious, they all watch they, they watch both of them, right? They're five years apart, but they watch them when they turn fifteen. I just immediately started watching all these these movies with them, right? So when they get into school, they've seen all these cool movies, The Princess Bride, things like that. They've seen all these cool movies that none of their classmates have seen. So mm-hmm. that's that's one of those cool bad moments that I, I I don't have a whole lot of those, but that's one of those I get to say <laughs> I did that right. 
uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, uh, Highlander was one. Oh, and that was my point. Highlander. When I watched that with the kids, I'm like, you know, the special effects aren't as good as I remember them being in 1986, but the movie is still good. I can still quote most of it. Cassisi uh, says yes. Uh, Ovin says I refuse to see it. I'm not sure which one he's talking about. Um, uh, but one of the one of the movies we we're talking about. Uh, Cassisi says the third Alien film was horrible. Uh, Tim Miller said, "Wow, see some of these I I can't get because all I get is the one comment wow, yeah. and <laughs> that I don't know which they're responding to." Eric Amundsen said, uh, "Highlander, the first one and the series were good. Patriot Bra uh, Braveheart." Um, yeah, you know what? I've heard about the Highlander series, but but again, it's it's TV, and I just haven't uh, had a chance to watch it. Mm. Uh, Wubba is uh, Wubba Fett is really sad that Becca doesn't like Star Wars. He, he gives so are we. That's so are we. <laughs> You're not the only one. Oh, just shocked. Shocked. Uh, oh yeah. See, Michael said it's a good thing Tommy's not on Becca. Because you know he loves Star Wars. Yeah, my brother's a massive Star Wars fan too, so he just like looks at me like, "How are we related?" And I'm like, You're "I'm right, sorry." Right. <laughs> oh, Ovin said, uh, "Yeah, the third Nolan Batman film he refused to watch." Um, uh, <laughs> Eric Amundsen said, "I was in England and fell asleep in the theater while watching Attack of the Clones." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see we're uh, uh, Royal Airships now. He said, uh, I said Brits and Southerners, and he said they both lost. Yeah, Royal Airships, I think I'm going to unfriend you for that comment. That wasn't very nice. <laughs> uh, Tim Miller said, Flash, cool. Yes, of course it's cool. I can quote the whole movie just about. Um, Wubba, Fett, Wubba Fett said, Flash is cool, Tim. B-movie, kind of awesomeness. I agree with that. Uh, Tim says, too cheesy for me. Well, that's okay. Uh and Cassisi said, "No one said Star Trek. Interesting. Oh, um, that that is kind I'm of interesting. A massive Star Trek. I'm sorry, I'm a massive Star Trek fan. Um, although when my, my top films probably only um probably only First Contact and so, and and the original um, Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that was. I just too, think but... that's the TV series are so much. Yeah, Most people think of television yeah. series and movies right. when it comes to Star Trek. I think." Yeah, that's why I, mean, I don't think yeah. anyone jumped the mind. I mean, if you do that, I mean the next generation series. Yeah. I mean that's that would say yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, excellent, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, the, the, the book was better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still reading it. <laughs> it's you, been um, four years. I have like the you, massive collection in one book, and it's just like. If like you can get the um, the BBC radio player, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's hilarious. Oh, really? Wow. It's really, really well done, yeah. I have to check that out. I, I will say, um, so Becca, my roommate for about a year and a half in college was a, a, a guy by the name of Stephen Butler. Are you familiar with him? Did lots of stuff for Marvel. Did, His uh, name does sound familiar. He did He did Sonic the Hedgehog for a long time. Um, yeah, I know you knew who he was, Curtis. I wasn't asking you. <laughs> oh, no, I, thought, I, thought I, I give you the assist. I give you yeah. the assist. Oh, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, so he was my roommate for about a year and a half, uh, Becca. And yeah. and of all the people I've known, Stephen Butler has read the first twenty pages of more more books than anybody I know. <laughs> he he would he would he would literally he'd lay down and, and to read and he'd fall asleep and the book would fall on his face. Oh, and, I hate when he, that happens. <laughs> and he would read about twenty pages, right? And then he'd just go read something else. It's like he goes, yeah, I guess if I fell asleep in twenty pages, that uh, didn't interest me enough. I'm like. 
No, it was 3 a.m. in the morning when you were reading. Of course you fell asleep. <laughs> well, with the Hitchhiker's Guide, I had brought it to work and I put I forgot it at work and then completely forgot about the book. And then uh, like three years later, I was like cleaning out my classroom and I found the book and I was like, this is where I left it. <laughs> so, but and, like in between moving and stuff like that, it's just been on my shelf ever since. So I, I, I have to pick it up. I have to ask you, 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 you don't really have a lot of time to read while you're working, do you? I don't. Um, (laughs) Well, like when I'm at the daycare, when the kids are sleeping, yeah, I read. Okay. Well, I used to read. Now I, now I draw or ink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tim Miller said Spaceballs. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I like Spaceballs. Yeah. Um, All right. So any other, any other thoughts on, on, really good ones or overrated ones curtis yeah i got one that i, I should have mentioned that's one of my favorites of all time is um the uh anime akira akira is like one of my oh, hands down yeah. favorite just changed the way i viewed everything wow. yeah that was pretty much yeah every time i think that's what ruined me for for disney i used to be a disney fan then i saw akira and then afterwards everything disney made i'm like yeah but that's that's not Akira. It, it did. It really absolutely just destroyed yeah. me. Um, I still, I love Don Bluth. I'm a huge Don Bluth fan, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, so Curtis, you must have been about ten when you saw this, huh? So, so just quick, quick one is it was for my twelfth birthday, and my mom was saying, "What do you want to do for your birthday party?" I said, "Well, there's this anime I want to see called Akira, and it's at this art house theater." So she packed me and my friends in a car, and we went. No to see way. Ultra violent. Oh yeah, realistic <laughs> dystopian movie with like people's arms getting severed. <laughs> Halfway through, my sister and her walked out because they were getting nauseous. It was like the best twelfth birthday party a kid could have. Hey Curtis, since you, you like uh, martial arts movies, did you uh, ever see the Raid series? The two yeah, Raid yeah, the Indone- in- Indonesian yeah. ones. Yeah, the, those, those movies are amazing. Those yeah. are those are really cool. Really cool. So you know what else I, I found interesting? No one mentioned any made-for-TV movies. Mm. <laughs> now I'm trying well, to think about. Well, there's all my favorite Hallmark movies. There's a Tom Hanks one. Has anybody seen Tom Hanks in uh, Mazes and Monsters? That's, that's no. a good one. <laughs> uh, so it was back when Dungeons and Dragons was kind of the the thing everybody was attacking for being satanic and bad and things like that. And Tom Hanks was in a TV movie. Where he played a guy who was playing Dungeons and Dragons and started hallucinating and it's That's just, right. you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, have heard so, of this. And that is a good Tom Hanks movie, by the way. So I, I highly recommend it. You know, another one, Curtis, I, I kinda half expected you to mention this one, but uh, another one of my, my go tos, and, and and I'll tell you another proud papa moment, is the Seven Samurai. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Uh, that, that's it's been remade that's... how many times? I know. Yeah. 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 But the original is still I think the best, oh. right? Great. Yeah. It's great. So, yeah. so, so, who hasn't seen this, Becca? Hey. <laughs> you probably, right. you You're probably right. have. I'll say this: if you've watched Star Wars, you've seen a version of the Seven Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> I think every every episode. I mean, it, the Mandalorian in the first season got theirs in. I think there's one in Clone Wars. I, ne- I think there might be one in Rebels. Yeah, almost everyone has the Seven Samurai. Which I mean, I totally understand it was a huge influence in the movie, but they do a variation of it, like every yeah. series. Now, Pete, you've seen it, right? I've not seen Seven Samurai, Seven but Samurai. I know it's. Um, I know it's the basis. You know what it is. Yeah. So many films. Yeah. And Chuck, you've seen it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got fortunate, y'all, when uh, when Blockbuster went out of business. I actually bought 
the 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 CD off the shelf from Blockbuster. So so we own it. And so I got to show it to my kids, right? When when I told you I was showing those movies. Well, here's a proud papa moment. My son was probably 17 or something like this, you know. I come home from teaching one day and he's sitting on the couch and he's watching Seven Samurai. Just him alone, no mama, no friends, no nothing. I'm like, what you doing, buddy? He said, watch a movie. I'm like, Seven Samurai? I'm, yeah. He's like, I said, why are you watching that one? He goes, because it's good. I'm like, okay. Yep. That's I, when you I, know you raised him right. That's what, that, that, I leveled up as a father, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Royal Airship says anything by, uh, made by Miyazaki, uh, which, yep. Uh, Amundsen says, uh, Eric Amundsen says, hey, what about E.T.? Um, anybody? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good films out there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think my favorite is Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. I yeah. can watch that over and over. Yeah. And any Monty Python movie. I've always loved comedy, so. No, no one's mentioned Lord of the Rings. It's the... Yeah, I just true. Saw because that nobody wants to get Well, the books are better than the movies. <laughs> so why? See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael said Gulliver's Travels with Ted Zanz and Dancing. Uh, that was a good film, yeah. Uh, I don't know that I remember that one. Uh, Merlin for NBC was good. Uh, I remember the Merlin, the British Merlin TV show. We watched that. That was pretty good. No, you uh, thought so, huh? Well, yeah, yeah I, I didn't say it was great. I said it was pretty good. Yeah, um, it was all right. <laughs> uh, uh, see, Michael just saw Mazes and Monsters a few times. Uh, wife owns it. Uh, Wubba <laughs> says he thinks it came out in the 90s. Uh, is a great movie. The original is uh, amazing. And then he said The Magnificent Seven. Uh, what you, I mean, it's good as Americanized version of it. Um, the original, Cassisi says the original 49 Ronin is good as well. Uh, I don't know that I've seen that one. I'll have to look that one up. Um, uh, and then of course, Eric Amundsen said Young Frankenstein was good. I think I probably watched uh, Young Frankenstein with Eric Amundsen a time or two. Um, Eric Amundsen is another former roommate of mine. Um, I, I had lots of roommates in college. Before we get into the next question, uh, Eric Amundsen had uh, one more comment here. He said, when he was a kid, uh, PBS used to show all the Japanese films during the summer. Uh, and he was introduced to a lot of the classic Japanese movies before uh, he really had any idea of what they were. Um, and I can remember as I was a kid, I, I used to, when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of the uh, uh, Godzilla movies and uh, the monster movies on Saturday afternoons, uh, which was always cool. I'd watch the cartoons in the morning. And then I'd watch, you know, a Lone Ranger uh, episode uh, and then watch some some monster movies. Um, so, yeah. Uh, all right. So the next thing we're going to we're talking about uh, movies and kind of how they influence uh, our, you know, because as creators, we are we do have the tendency to be influenced by uh, the things around us. We have the, in, the tendency to be influenced by. Uh, the other people. And I, I'll tell you guys, I'll be honest, one of the reasons I like these things here is um, they're kind of like a weekly powwow for us. And and for me, it helps me to keep my creative energies going because I get to see Becca do these cool things on screen. I get to see Pete doing these cool things on screen, right? I get to see Aaron and John and, and, and all these things that we're talking about, right? I get to see these happen and, and we have this creative energy that just tends to be... Um, uh, contagious, right? 
And so um, that's part of the reason that, that I like these. So we are influenced by a, a lot of the things are around us. Uh, hello, Tommy. He says, Tommy says, sorry, I'm late. Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> but so, so the next question that we're going to ask is that uh, how does – think of a movie and how it's influenced you as you're creating. And, um, you know, particularly, I guess, for pencilers, how does it, how does it affect your shots for writing? How does it affect uh, a mood or tone? Same for inking, you know, and coloring. How does, um, how does it affect, uh, you know, the light, uh, light sources or the tone that you use in, in what you're doing? Essentially, how does, how does this thing affect what you're doing creatively? Somebody jump um, in. Okay. I guess as a, as a, as a penciler, you're 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 sort of the director and the actor. Um, so whether I'm aware of it or not, when I watch a film, I'm probably taking into account the or absorbing the the camera angles and um, the acting of whoever's on screen because I've got to at some point try and relay a, a story. Um, dynamically and interestingly rather than just the same shot time after time although I don't know if I'm yeah I'm not watching it thinking oh that's a cool angle because there's only so many angles you can take but um yeah I I mean I, I studied I studied theatre for a while um and directing and acting so um I definitely can consider that stuff when I when I'm penciling so I got to ask you this, and, and, and I, I'm asking you because you you studied theater, and I'm, I know a little bit about it, not a lot, but um, so one of the big differences between theater and and film and television with the actors is what? Well, yeah, you can't uh, I, I get, you can't get close. You can't get close to see yeah facial and, expression. Yeah, yeah, and one of the things I know uh, that, that theater actors are often trained and taught to do is be uh, visually expressive. Mm. Yeah. Not, not not just uh, not just in, in the sense of volume, but you have to be visually expressive, and and this is one of the things that, that I try to teach in my class is that we you know in, as comic book writers we have to include those things for the artist. Is like you don't you know of course you know Pete you and I are working uh, Marvel style, so you've got mm -hmm. a plot to go through, and so there's not a lot of dialogue in there. Try to give you hints and clues as to what they're talking yeah. about, but the important thing I think to communicate to you is our emotions and 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 physical reactions that the characters have so that you can then bring those to life. Yeah. Um, and you don't need all of those things in, in movies a lot of times, because as you know, you can get the camera can get closer to the characters. Mm. Yeah. You can get a bit more subtle on, on camera than you can obviously in theater. Yeah. Can't do that. The subtle facial expressions won't, you won't see that from 50 rows back. <laughs> no, you won't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So do you, do you find yourself, um, do you find yourself ever trying to, uh, say, oh, I like that camera angle. I like the way they went from this angle to this angle. And do you, do you ever find yourself saying, well, let me see if I can do that uh, on this thing that I'm working on. I think, um, I don't deliberately do it, but I think when I'm envisioning, um, the next panel uh, or the next page, I probably am. I probably stumble across something and said, "Oh, that looks good," because I think I've seen something similar mm. in a film, um, and that worked, and that was a cool angle. Um, I wouldn't, I, I don't go back. Right, I, I've seen this really cool shot in the film. I need to squeeze this right. in somewhere. 
but yeah it will I've, I've had it when it's like oh yeah now this and sometimes it's actually it may even be another comic because oh that was a <laughs> yeah <laughs> but hey that, that, that bernie wrightson thing he did there was uh, that was pretty cool yeah. i'm going to try and yeah. replicate that yeah yeah um, most most yeah. of the things bernie wrightson did yeah exactly, cool, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah um so yeah i, th- I think there's there's definitely that i oh, suddenly you get a flash and it's like oh yeah that that worked and that was cool and um i know that i know this will be a, a, a cool shot because it works somewhere else well so let, let me ask you a question then um because I know that we, we, we do have some uh, some writers that tune into us sometimes. If a writer is writing uh, for you and they have uh, a scene in mind from a film, do you want them to tell you about that? They're like, oh, oh like this scene from, from Flash Gordon where he's on the Hawkman rocket, uh, rocket cycle. You know, this is what I'm envisioning here. Does that yeah, help yeah. you? Yeah, definitely, because it, it just helps me understand what the easy, better, what the, what the writer's trying to get to. Yeah. Um, you know, if he says, I want this to be an exact copy of that scene, <laughs> uh, I might be like, well, yeah, okay. It doesn't doesn't really leave me a lot to do. Right. Just, yeah. just look at the film and, and copy it. But <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely. Anything that helps me understand what you're as a writer yeah. trying to trying to convey, then yeah, great. So 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 you artists will be happy to know that in my class, uh I, I do I do attempt to teach the the writers. Uh, to always make consideration for the artist. And um, I, I think I have seen the, the most common mistake I've seen in scripts is not enough. Yeah. Right? They'll write, here's what I want in this panel. And I'm like, well, I, I, that doesn't really tell. Or like Jake steps over the threshold. Well, what does that yeah. even mean? You know, yeah. I, you know, tell me, is he excited? Is he sad? Is he, is he nervous? Is he right? Give some emotion to the character. Uh, basically I try to tell them to, to equip the artist with everything you possibly can, but get out of their way when it comes to determining the camera angle and 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 closeness. Now, obviously, sometimes you're going to say, "Hey, yeah, I want to, I want to be, it, yeah. yeah, I want to be, I want to close up here to show he's really scared or excited or something, right?" But for the most part, it's like get out of the way of the artist. Just tell them what the story is, and then let them visually determine what that's going to be. Yeah, that's what I like when writers put links into. To reference, say, say, I need, I need, uh, like, you, like you did on the the, the mask. You put oh, a reference. cool! Uh, say yeah. me having to go and I was like, okay, that's what he wants to look like. That's easy, yeah. great. Or you know, <laughs> this, this guy lives, it works in this sort of office, and he gives me a link to this um, very posh, old school office. So like, okay, so he doesn't want a modern glass effect. He wants all this wood paneling. So that's cool. You no know, things like that. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, and usually those are oddly links to film sets. Uh, oh really because hey films films you get lots of cameras and shots of film sets and stuff yeah. rather than just stock photos so you're like oh, okay yeah and, and um yeah film sets people the, the people who work on film sets designing film sets right uh, i think they're amazing and the, the the attention to detail that goes into this stuff um so yeah that, that cool. helps <clears throat> yeah and so those for those of you who are, are paying attention uh, the mask that Pete's talking about is going to be seen in the first couple of pages. Our primary character uh, is going to be wearing um, this mask in the first few pages of the upcoming uh, Champion and Miss Fury uh, miniseries. So, uh, okay, very cool. Who else? Um, well, I can talk like, you know, from a coloring perspective, you know. Sure, jump um, in, Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, 
you know, I started out, well, initially in comic books doing, you know, uh, editorial assistant with Rowan, but eventually I moved to color design. And um, this uh, one director, his name is uh, Wong Kawai, he's from Hong Kong, but he's, uh, his cinematographer is a British man uh, named Christopher Doyle. And their collaborations, the, the lighting, the coloring is just so singular. Um, they did that movie I mentioned earlier, Fallen Angels, another movie called Chunking Express, and uh, which are very modern kind of urban movies, but then they even do uh, martial arts movies. Like they had a movie come out called The Grand Master, mm. which is a martial arts movie, uh, but just very lush, very unusual kind of color schemes and uh, really influenced the way the way I see color and lighting. You know, cool. So I think, but yeah. So, so do, do you find yourself trying to to um, replicate some of that? Not 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 exactly, but to rec replicate. Okay, well, they did this in this scene. Let me see if I can replicate that on in the scene of mine. You know, I think I think with anything like that, and I think Pete kind of hit on it. Is it's kind of like even when I analyze it, I try and understand the the logic behind it, mm. and not necessarily replicate it one for one, but understand the logic. Like um, recently, I was watching a. Uh, a TV series. I was doing costume design for my characters for my upcoming project, and I figured out that they had a formula for the actual color scheme. That they basically had this weird color scheme where all the characters looked different. Their outfits were really unique. It was like nothing I saw before. And what the formula was is, you had two secondary colors, like a orange and a green, and then you would find what the common primary color is between the two, and then that would be an accent on the uniform. Huh. And and that's why this series, the costumes were just unbelievably cool, and there was something different about it. And it was just, it kind of almost by osmosis first, just watching it, and then all of a sudden it clicked. So then when I knew I was working on my thing, is to take that logic and put it in there and just see what I could come up with. So I would say never like a, a one for one, but just understand the um, the concept behind it. Right. Yeah. 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 That's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else. What about, yeah. No, well, go ahead. What about what? No, no. As a writer, I mean, for for you, Roland. I mean, uh, for those of you that you know do the writing, like, how does that equate to you? You know, I mean, is it because you because you have to think not just about the visual, but also the storytelling and the characters. And all the years, that's okay. I want a character who has this this same arc, or how does that factor in for the writers? <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. Be curious. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, there's, there, there's, uh, there's a lot, again, you know, I, I watch a lot of movies, so, um, um, there's a lot that, uh, often for me, when I watch a movie, I, I come out of it with the, the idea that I want to make my, I want to make my readers feel the way I do in the scene right here, right now, you know? Uh, movies, uh, movies have a great way of, of 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 doing kind of the roller coaster ride ride with your emotions. The good ones do anyway, right? They have a roller coaster ride with your emotions. They take you to the highs and to the lows and the highs and the lows, and, and moving you towards the end. Um, and it's it's not unusual that that I will experience one of those highs or one of those lows and say, I want you know, in, in a scene, I'm like, this is what I want this to happen. I want to be able to communicate this in this thing that I'm writing, right? Um, absolutely. I think that's what I want to do. Um, that's what I kind of pull from movies the most. Um, you know, a lot of people have said to me that, uh, or, or, or I should say some writers tell me that they, they, they want their dialogue to be like uh, film and television. And of course, as one who teaches it, I, I, I think that's absolutely one of the worst things that we can possibly do because, um, 
I think even even Pete kind of said this earlier is that he has to be uh, not just the director but kind of the actors as well. Mm. And and for the writer, this is what the writer has to do in a comic script is that that a, a film or television show or animation you've got voice actors in animation and you've got actors in film and television. They're the ones who take those words and and give life to them. In a comic script there there is no actors there are no voice actors it's 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 all on the dialogue and one of the things that I know that bothers readers sometimes is the use of names um you know uh chris claremont was fantastic about the way he was able to do it a little dated now and, and when you read it but still you look back on it you never questioned who any of the characters were because chris claremont told you this is a, this is storm this is wolverine this is cyclops right you knew who the characters were uh, so many young writers today have an aversion to using the characters' names in dialogue because they're like, well, that's not how we speak, Curtis. We don't talk like that. You know, I mean, we just don't, in, in general, Aaron, we don't use each other's names when we're having a conversation. It just, it just feels awkward. Don't you agree, Mike? I mean, it's just, you know, we, in general, we just don't do that. In a comic book, you have to do that. And the task is to to make that as flawless as possible or as less intrusive as possible because otherwise how is the reader going to know so i can't i can't take dialogue from a film right because it doesn't always work it's yeah, funny you mentioned that i, I the difference oh, oh, sorry, sorry mike go ahead oh no I, I was just i was saying the timing and the pacing are completely different it's completely yeah. different language yeah when i i was uh i was interviewing somebody for uh some journalism i do i was interviewing his um action actor scott adkins and i was trying to transcribe everything and it's crazy when you try and transcribe an interview it makes almost <laughs> no sense you have to kind of you have to kind of piece it together because the way people talk is almost nonsensical when it's put into a written form you know so it's a, it's a big learning experience and i think that's what you're saying yeah yeah absolutely um i mean there's probably a lot of things i could say but uh, uh more uh, as far as you know writing and, and movies but somebody else uh pipe in here um i um i don't know my probably my biggest influence was well it was a movie to the end of a tv series and i may have mentioned this to a few people uh when i saw the neon genesis evangelion anime uh that really struck me with camera angles but they he did a movie to the end of the series called the end of evangelion and that movie um, was probably the way he did angles and drew emotions out um, by color scheme, by placement, by camera angle. Even though it was hand drawn, it was uh, it was probably the most impactful thing I've seen. And I and I don't know if it would be impactful. We took away the music and the voice because the movie has sound when a comic doesn't. So, but just visually, the way he did things, um, it was impressive, and it it, it, it also kind of invigorated me to try some of that in my comic in my book now many like live action movies i don't know i usually get more out of like animated movies because i can like well i can see what they're doing drawing wise i guess i don't know i had to to think about live action movies what influences me i would say tron oh yeah and uh just because of the visuals i remember when i saw it as a kid it was just it was so i've never seen anything like it and to this day, I still really haven't seen anything like it. Um, and it was just the idea that you can make these, like the whole world in that movie was like this completely surrealistic world that was supposedly real. And that was just something fantastic about 
that. That was probably the most alien feeling world I've seen in a movie that really felt like like that's alien. I've never seen anything like that. And I remember yeah. being a huge impact on me. So beyond that, I can't think of anything else. I don't know. <laughs> you know, strangely enough, I get a lot of inspiration stuff from playing video games. Really? Uh, just because, yeah, because video games do more world building. Okay. Like history, you, world building. And uh, another idea for a future stream here. Well, because a lot of times if you're playing like, uh, like a certain character who's repeating a move over and over again, pretty soon that move gets stuck in your head and it's pretty soon I'm drawing that move from that angle, that whatever. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a little different because movies you're seeing a story, games you're seeing a story, but you're also more existing in that world because you get to go explore and like yeah. a movie. So yeah, they're a little more impactful to me, much more. I can contribute much more things I do to video games than movies. So, yeah. Interesting. I like claymations a lot. Um, yeah. Of like uh, that aspect that those type of movies uh, inspire me more for like drawing. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm a massive fan of Wes Anderson, like all of his films, not just his claymations, but fantastic Mr. Fox, like the colors yeah. in it, the textures. And it was just so beautifully done. Like I, I could just like, click on it from frame to frame and frame and just be in awe. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you like Wallace and Gromit? The uh, answer is yes. The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, what has he done? Uh, <laughs> well, that's that's it. That's that's the name of the, the film. Yeah. The, the series. Oh, that's Wallace the name of the Gromit. series? Yeah. Wallace and Gromit, it, it, yeah. It's, it's claymation. They also uh, the- What's that, Mike? They also did Chicken Run and Sean the yeah. Sheep. Oh, okay. No Chicken Run. Yeah. 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 Same yeah. same studio. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget the guy's name, but. Uh, Andy Park. Oh, okay. Okay. And Ardman, Ardman Animation. Ardman uh, Animation, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, just know, I, I love Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I was introduced to. You guys will appreciate this. I was introduced to Wallace and Gromit by the artist Kyle Holtz. Um, mm. I, I, really? I saw, I met Kyle. I had worked with him already for several years, and I met him in uh, Dragon Con. First time I'd ever met him in person, and and we met we, we met randomly. And so I said, "Hey, you got you know you got a minute? Let's hang out and, and talk." He said, "Actually, I'll talk with you, but you got to come with me." I'm like, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm going to watch Wallace and Gromit. They're 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 showing a." <laughs> They're showing a new, uh, and I thought it was a band, right? Because these, you know, conventions are famous for having bands. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I don't know what Wallace and Gromit is. And he goes, even more reason you have to come with me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I did, uh, I, I went with him and we sat through uh, Wallace and Gromit. Of course, I immediately fell in love with, with Wallace and Gromit. So, uh, yeah, Becky, you, you got, if you like Claymation, you definitely have to look, uh, look Wallace and Gromit up. There's only like, what, uh, six episodes, something like that, Pete? Um, so they did Wallace and Gromit. They, I think they've made four films now. Four, okay. Um, but as I say, they've also done uh, Chicken Run and right. um, Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Uh, if you haven't seen that, it's Shaun of the really, Sheep, right? Yeah, Shaun of the Sheep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're very funny. Yes, uh, they are. They're they're very funny and very very British. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, they're I like they're, British stuff. That. Yeah, I do too. You go, you love it. Uh, I have a tendency to really like British humor. I don't know why, but I, I have... take that, Royal Airships. It's fun people. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So what? What? Uh, what else? Uh, John, Mike, Chuck, uh, anything? How to? How to? A movie influence you and something you've done? I don't think cinematically. I guess really? I just you know I just think of you know static images. I mean, now movies are an influence as far as mood. I mean, you know, what uh -huh. you off of something. But as far as, as the drawing, I guess I've never sat down and watched a movie thinking I like that angle or I like that position. It just, you know, you just kind of yeah. look at it in a, a general feel, I guess, more so yeah. than mood. Well, from your art style, it seems like you're inspired by uh, Paul Dini's stuff, which, I mean, his stuff's great. But he didn't do many movies. It was more like, you know, the TV series he did. Oh, you're talking about so. Bruce Timm? Bruce Tim. Bruce, I thought yeah, Paul Dini was Tim. also one of them. He was a writer. He was one of the writers. Okay, that's right. Bruce Tim. Right. Sorry. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> Oops, we lost Chuck. He's, he's going to watch Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what was that, Mike? You know, cinematically, uh, you know, movies present the story in a certain way, and comics yeah. have a different kind of, yeah. different kind of approach. I guess I've never looked at, you know, you don't, I don't guess in my mind, I don't think of how I present the story in a moving picture kind of way. I guess you know, yeah. it's kind of odd yeah. to say, uh, but, you know, I just try to think of, you know, like free, you know, like the frames you watch in a film strip in, in school or something, you know, you just a little clip by click, you know, that's sometimes what, you know, as far as that goes, but as far as movies and, you know, the way it moves, it's just, it's just completely yeah. different. Well, yeah, and there are a lot of things you can't do. I'll tell you one of the most common uh, since we're since we're talking movies. One of the most common uh, where I teach is a is a it's an entertainment school. I teach at Full Sail University. It's an entertainment school. Most of of our writers want to be film and television writers, hmm. uh, and so this is kind of where where their their focus is. We a bunch of them want to be game writers too and other stuff, but that's where probably the majority of them come. And so one of the things that I have to 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 get them kind of beat out of their brains early on is that no 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 comics the pictures don't move and yeah. you know so you can't say panel one uh we we pan right to see this i'm like no you don't <laughs> it's like that that's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah. the artist can't draw that they can draw one they can draw one angle and then you know or one view and then another view but they can't actually pan the the, the panel it doesn't work that way because they put more than one action in the panel. Oh my gosh. Because those are yes. my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Said with not the least little bit of sarcasm in your voice at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's actually um, that's actually something that I frequently say is that, you know, and I encourage them to 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 uh, stick figure it out because I do often see, you know, character enters a room, does this, does this, and does that. I'm like, not in one panel they don't. <laughs> it's, like, <Yeah. laughs> it's like, no. You, you, you know, so if you only want two panels to, to, to if you if you only got so much space on your page, you've got to decide which is the more important action and then let the, the and then either give voice to it to, oh, I picked my, uh, let me let me check my messages, or I'm, I'm doing stupid stuff right now, but, you know, if you want them to pick their phone up, they enter in, and then the next panel, they've got their phone and says, let me check my messages. Well, the reader makes the jump from phone on the table to phone in your hand that you picked, the character picked it up. And and they have a problem with that because they're used to, in film, showing all of the, the yeah. let me focus on the hand and up to the, you know, and they just, they, they don't realize it. You can't do multiple 
actions in one. Of course, you know, then I, always, then I always get the smart aleck. He says, yeah, but what about uh, 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 John Romita and Spider-Man where he had all those ghost images of Spider-Man jump around? I'm like, okay, that's that's a rare thing. Yes, yeah. those are, and I love those. Those are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, don't want to draw panel after panel of that and page after page of that. So no, that's yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what you get on a big panel that shows Spider-Man start at the top and then he lands at the bottom and you've got the ghost images. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what has anybody ever listened to old old um radio dramas? It's funny when you listen to those old things like uh the old old ranger radio and stuff like that, when they try and describe action, they go, I'm I'm grabbing this hammer here and I'm yeah. gonna hit you in the head. And I go, Oh, <laughs> you hit me in the head on my yeah. right side. And it's like it's just the funniest thing when you listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um we're 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 veering off. Um if you've studied writing at all, you know one of the things that, that, that they, they always tell you, particularly in writing prose, is show, don't tell, right? And, and it, this is just writing added, show, don't tell. Well, I actually make the counter argument in the comic class. I'm like, well, that's a yes and a no. As a writer you, you, or as a storyteller, you absolutely want to show, not tell. But sometimes your characters have to tell. You don't want to tell as the as the writer, so you don't want the omniscient narrator to pipe in and say, and and Johnny Bob picks up the hammer from the off the the, the table and clocks Thor in the head. I can see that, right? Uh, but you can you can if if you only have so much time to do it, you can ha you 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 have to have the character say, you know, uh, I've got my own hammer, Thor. Plow, you know. Okay, it's cheesy, but go with me here for my example, right? Uh, but you, this way, the character tells the story and not the narrator. You don't want the narrator to tell the, the reader what they can clearly see. But it's okay sometimes if the, the, the character, not cheesy like you were saying, Curtis, but if sometimes they can, they can help. If you, if you watch TV, right? Like I said, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. But I've, I've certainly, I don't mean to suggest I've not watched any. But the the. TV shows that are around for a long time, one of the things they're really good at is is reminding you of things that you don't know. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, Ben Dunn's uh, uh, Warrior, uh, Warrior Nun Ariella is on Netflix now. The first season was just, was just dropped, and uh, my wife and I have binged a bunch of Warrior Nun. It's just called Warrior Nun on Netflix. Really good. I highly recommend it, you guys. Uh, got some language in it, uh, but it's really, really good. Have you seen it, Curtis? I see you nodding. No, but I love Ben Dunn's stuff, and I knew oh, it, it came yeah. out this weekend, so I got to yeah. check it out. So it, it awesome. is based off that old comic, because I saw it yes. Warrior Nut, and I'm like, well, yeah, they'd done – okay, so they just took it there. Okay, I'll have to check yep. it out. And I yep. saw it, and I was like, yeah, but they, that looks like – I haven't seen a comic like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we've, we've binged about six or seven episodes so far. Um and just started watching it. I guess uh, Friday or Saturday. I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, we've been quite a few, but it's really good. I, I highly recommend that. Um, but you know, one of the things they do sometimes is they 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 remind if like you watch the episode seven, they'll a character will say something to kind of remind you. Right. You know, and you're like, yeah, but I've been watching the other episodes. You don't have to remind me. And this is, I think, part of the problem with reprints is that that with in trades. When you got a book that comes out monthly, if it's been 30 days between one episode or one issue and the next issue, sometimes you need to to be reminded in the issue 
why are we here again? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's because, you know, Magneto captured uh, Rogue and we've got to go rescue. Oh, okay. Right? If you're reading it in a trade, you don't need to be reminded because you just read it, you know? Right. So uh, there, there's there's always that kind of difficulty in the in the, in the presentation that way. Uh, yeah, Wubba says uh, it's really good. Um, uh, talking about uh, Warrior Nine, uh, and then when he's talking about uh, stuff for the uh, for the artist, he said um, uh, that stuff is great if the writer includes that info. And I think movies really help a learning camera setup and mood lighting. Uh, I've been binging movies late, lately for that purpose. So uh, anybody else uh, want to talk about anything that's influenced you directly into your work? I mean, I steal um, like uh, color schemes on movies. They like you can find them online. Like yeah. if you can look up a movie, and they all have like the palette of all the colors on it. And sometimes, if I'm having a hard time feeling the mood for a page, I'll just kind of like go around and look. I'm like, all right, that's a cool mood, and then I'll steal the colors and just go with it. Oh, that's cool. So they they give you an entire palette. Not always or, the entire pilot. Yeah. Sometimes it's it's like just like the primary, and then you've got to go in with the shadings and stuff like gotcha. that. Gotcha. So but. do do you have an old fashioned color wheel? Um, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I don't know if you know what this is, uh, Curtis. You'll probably recognize <laughs> you know this. this. Oh my gosh, that's, that's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a color chart. This is a uh, 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 I've had this thing for. 40 years probably um oh my god no wow like this yeah this just basically tells me if i want this color then oops it's upside down um if i want this color then it's like 40 percent r uh 50 percent blue right i, I, I kind of have that but oh yeah yeah cool yeah. do you guys ever yeah. use uh cooler is, yeah, you guys Okay. Cooler for, like a, that's Photoshop, right? Adobe Cooler, K-U-L-E-R. It's on. It's online. Uh, no. Okay. You guys never use that. Uh, so Cooler is basically, if you pick a color, like yeah. any color you want, and you go into it and drop it in this sort of, you'll see in the program this arrow, this sort of primary color. It'll give you every other color that goes with it, and you can go for like monochromatic, you know, um, like all the color schemes down there. So, yeah, if you go to Cooler and just it, you, explore the site. I've used Kulu for years. Somebody introduced it to me a few years ago. It's Kulu with a K? K-U-L-E-R. Put Adobe before it, and you'll see it. And it just basically, if you drop any color, it'll tell you every other color that goes with it through multiple color schemes. And it also gives you the um, Pantone numbers, RGB numbers, everything. It's like mm -hmm. an invaluable site if you're doing coloring at all. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. One of the things that I would really like to do, and I realize we're straying off topic now, one of the uh, things that I would really like to do is create um, uh, palettes for the, the, the Silverline characters. I know that mm -hmm. this is something that Malibu used to have, and um, the reason we had it, it was because the screens, right? The screens are all going to look different. You and I, you can share your, yeah. your color file with me, and it's going to look a little bit different on my screen Tommy, if he's still listening, he can probably tell me exactly why. Uh, but but there's something about the um, the way that the screen is configured 
for your screen and for, for, for my screen that it's going to make it look just a little bit different. So I might see something on your screen and, and when I get it, I'm like, ooh, that's really not red enough, right? It's supposed to be more red. And you're looking at it and you're like, no, it's really red. One of our, it's because our screens aren't calibrated. That's what it is. Uh, our screens aren't calibrated to what the actual colors are. And so Malibu created a um, palette for each of the characters so that, that when the colors were working on them, they would go to the palette and choose that palette. And I think if I remember correctly, they had like, here's the, pri here's the, the primary character's color, and here is, uh, here's the, the light, uh, the one-step light, two-step lights, here's one-step uh, dark, two-step dark. And, and they shared it amongst themselves. That way it didn't really matter what it looked like on their screen as long as they had the palette correct. Yeah. then it would match throughout. And, and part of another reason they did that is because they, uh, we had teams of uh, anywhere from four to six colorists on a team. So a team would get one book. And so you would have four to six people coloring one book and they wouldn't all color. So, you know, they wouldn't color even in, in uh, sequential pages. I mean, they were coloring sequential art, but they might not color sequential pages. They would just randomly get pages assigned to them. And so rather than risk all the different variations of color, they had palettes so that when it was done, yes, you had, you know, a four, four or five different people working on it, but the palettes were all the same, if that makes sense. Yeah. And we had the, the color designer position, which is what I was doing, then, but that's yep. defunct now, but that was basically like the director of, the, of all the coloring, yep. you know? Yep. Um, I know we're kind of going off, but I, I had a question for you, Roland. I, I, I still remember you used to have like, in some of the earlier books, we would see the books and it would be, it would actually have the notations for the actual codes for the color. Like you would have the character, you would have an arrow and you would write like, this is B168 or whatever. Yeah, right. For every single color, right? That was for the printer to make sure that it, it matched. That was, we, we only did that for a little while, but. Um, so I don't remember sending that into, to the printer. I remember giving that to the colorist. Um, I remember color guidest uh putting those those numbers on the guides for uh the computer colorist to do okay. and I'm not, I'm not saying we didn't send them to the printer i'm saying i don't remember ever doing that did um, you guys use pantone colors a mm -hmm. lot when you did the books yeah i think those are, if i remember it's been a while i think those are printer friendly colors yeah colors that yeah. i think most people had unless you had to do different then they had to mix them and they charge you more uh jacob bear says who's drawing on the screen right now jacob that is pete clinton and pete is drawing i think you said it was page eight pete? page seven page and seven it's not really drawing it's just scribbling until something <laughs> makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so i'm working on the layout yeah okay. doing the layout and then we'll try and progress cool. i'm just trying to figure out that I'm, I'm trying to figure out the body language of the characters and uh like we're talking about what's what shot frames it best frames the story best yeah so, yeah so uh so actually this is actually good because this is what we were talking about a little earlier you're you're actually now in that that process of of choosing the angles yeah and and then also working with the character's body language to make sure that they're the actors are communicating what you want them to communicate yeah so first and foremost we've got to tell the story right so you, you've got to figure out how how best and then from there their body language and trying to change the camera angles and make it high or low, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. Uh, to make the page interesting to look at. So it's not all just headshots or waist up shots. Yeah. Um, and if you watch a film, you know, the film isn't just static, just 
like like you would get on a, a, a theater stage right it, uh, it moves around and moves in and moves out and yeah yeah um we, we, as far as so since we're talking about this and so this still is about uh film uh as far as you know moving in and moving out uh what would you say what would you say is probably the hardest thing to do um in choosing uh choosing the camera angles what 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 has to what what do you have to think about when you're choosing how close do i put the camera or how much do i pull back or what angle do i use um yeah i know that's a that's a long deep question isn't it <laughs> yeah um it uh, it depends on, on so i go off on the script right so we've got we've got a page you've, you've written a, the plot for the page i have to figure out from what you've written what I feel is the most Im important shot or which shot is going to have the most dialogue on it. Um, and then I'll make that one the, the largest panel. Um, and some where you've said, oh, the expression is this, right. or, or there's a, a particular emotional current to to what's being what's going on, then I might throw in a, a close-up then because it's important how the characters look, how he's reacting. You know, you wouldn't get that from a really far distant shot where the character's really tiny. Yeah. Um, and then I'll, I'll go in and try and, uh, I guess I'll try and figure out what, what's interesting for me, what, what angle I would I think would be, it's like, well, I suppose when you're writing, you write what you would find interesting. Right. I'm trying to draw what I would be interesting to look at. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've got this, I've got this panel here, panel one, two, three. And I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to figure it out. So the guy is holding up the the hero's costume, looking at it. He's trying to make make a recommendation. And I'm sure I've seen somewhere a thousand times where these guys hold it up and they they stretch, they're putting the sleeve, put like a tailor, he's putting the sleeve out, uh, looking at it. So I'm just trying to figure it out. I think that's I think that would be a cool shot. But at the mm -hmm. moment, all I've got is the the size of him in panel three is the same size as him in panel two. And uh, yeah. that to me is 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 boring. It just uh -huh. is too it's too yeah. repetitive. So I'm gonna have to I'll either rework it. But I really like the idea of him stretching out this this costume to look yeah. at it. Yeah. Um, so so actually, I, I I appreciate what you said about uh, as far as your decision making, how um, the, the for panel two and panel three, the size of the characters are too uh, are too much similar. Um, which, which basically means I'm getting an echo suddenly from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, which basically means your your the distance from your camera to your subject is roughly the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've you've, you've changed, changed, and it's but you haven't changed. It's the same, and I think that's just and even the way the angle is, it's you know it's not straight on. It's it, it it's I'm, I've now pulled back from it so I can zoom in and zoom out. Right. And now right. when I zoom out, I can see the pages. The full page, uh -huh. and I realise they're almost identical, and that's not cool. That's right. not cool in comics, and cool, cool in comics is money. Yeah. And it's not cool. <laughs> You're absolutely right. It's, uh, I, can, I can thank I can thank my teacher Kim DeMolder for that one. <laughs> cool in comics is money. That's right. You know, it, it's funny. I was listening to you talk about. You know, um, I struggle with that too because I'm doing. One of my issues, I think I'm doing like, a, I think it's a nine or 10 page conversation. And uh, of course, it's a relevant conversation. 
but I struggled with different angles. And when I, so my big struggle is the tone of the conversation. If you change too many of the angles, if you do like too many intense angles, it changed the tone of the conversation to borderline to be an argument. Hmm. Um, and so I've, so a lot of my panels kind of look the same, you know, from the waist up or headshots waist up. And I thought like, that's bad, but I'm like, but if I focus on the acting, the actual motion of the characters, then that would be, because I'm always like, um, and this again, back to the movies, there was a movie in the first, um, Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise. Hmm. And it's right after he gets his team gets killed and he's meeting in that in that um diner with the fish tank where he blows up. Yeah. And you watch that scene and it gets more intense. And the more intense it gets, the more they change the angle. And they change the angle to show the intensity. So that's the the part because I when I used to read like Strangers in Paradise and like Bones, I noticed they didn't change angles. They didn't do that. And I was like, well, why, you know, why not? Why are they not doing this sort of stuff you see in superhero books? Like, why is it? And it, it worked. I mean, I couldn't see reading Strangers in Paradise with the angles and stuff you see in superheroes because it would change the tone of the mm-hmm. entire book. And so, I don't know. I've studied that a lot, and I don't know if I'm right. Then maybe my book would bore the hell out of people. <laughs> but I have, I have noticed uh, that sometimes i'm just like no i'm not going to worry about angles and dramatic effects and just focus on the acting of the characters and carry the scene. yeah i sometimes like it's that when they have almost the shots almost repeated yeah the, the expression on the face changes because with the fashion that the expression on the face is more important than just yeah. right different the body language or, and the expression yeah. of the face or whatever that's yeah yeah i don't know it's um it's definitely something that I've struggled with because I always feel like, well, should you do a top-down and a bottom-up yeah, yeah. scene? And then when I ask that, I'm like, would that really bring anything to what's happening? And I'm always like, no, not in this yeah. scene. Other scenes, yeah. yes, but not in that one. Yeah. So that's uh, our, that's our that's our job. That's the that's the, our job. You were storytellers, right? So um, you've got well, to figure out how best to tell the story. And sometimes absolutely. that yeah. means you can do the crazy camera angles, but sometimes that just means having a straight on Not, shot. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. One of the things that um, I try to tell my students is that, um, you know, talking, talking head scenes are, are, are almost always inevitable. You're going to get, mm. you know, every story yeah. you're going to get, you're going to have a scene where, where characters are going to stop for a moment and talk. Um, the trick I think, the, and the trick that I, that I kind of teach in the class is that uh, you're going to have a talking head scene but but try not to make the characters actually stop. We don't want to see them sitting on a couch having a conversation because visually that's kind of boring. Um, excuse me. It can work in it can work in uh, television um, because again you have movement. So so my argument is always the characters can have a talking head scene, but they always need to be doing something right. And and then I, I use the example of, of someone like Brad Pitt. Okay, if you know anything about Brad Pitt, the actor, uh, you know that whenever he's in a slower scene, he eats. Uh, He's always eating something, whether it's an apple or eating on nuts or something like that. Right. And it's just part of what he brings into the slower scenes, because, again, no one wants to sit there and just watch the talking, you know, the talking head scenes, because those can have a tendency to get visually boring um curtis i saw you about to laugh what you laughing about you 
no, no, I was just no, no, no. I was just, I was just thinking. It just kind of occurred to me that we we kind of haven't covered the 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 interim part of the, one of the things that's so important is, is like storyboard artists are that kind of marriage between the two art forms, yeah. you know, to some degree, you know, and it's and it's yeah. just fascinating when you see. Um, like I know a bunch of people at, that have worked at Warner Brothers Animation and stuff like that. And when you get to go to their offices and see the storyboards and see them do a whole dialogue scene, you know, and then see the animatic, it's just fascinating to see how they stage it. And just like you're saying, I mean, the person will be walking over to the window, looking out there because that references them looking out and, and being sentimental about something. And then they spin yeah. around quickly. And, you know, so that's yeah. kind of why I was kind of laughing because it's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I think really it, it it kind of boils down to is that we don't we don't want to see any of the characters just being static, mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know there we we want to see movement, and you know I always get the, you know students are all you, you, some of you guys are closer to the uh, student experience than than the others, but I always get the student argument yes, but that's what they would be doing in real life. I'm like yes, but this is not real life. Yeah, yeah. this is a comic book. Right. You know, uh, we're not writing real life. We're, we're, we're writing a comic book. We're writing visual entertainment. And, and I don't want to see two people sitting on the couch having a conversation for three pages. I remember uh, we actually had an assignment about that. And it was when Fernando Ruiz was my teacher. Um, and he was saying that if you even like come up ahead above the table and looking down, they could still be sitting around the table. But you don't have to do insane camera angles. But like, try to just get different right. shots of them sitting there, so you're not just staring at a head, at a head, at a head, at a head yeah. every scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strangely enough, I, I did that. Like in the scene I'm referring to, that's the actual comic I'm working on now. Uh, there's a book in the scene that is this character, like introduces this book she wrote about their previous adventures to the character, and so I actually use them holding that book as the prop so i have certain scenes where he'll be talking and he'll like fold the book up and the next scene he's like holding the book to his chest or he's like holding the book this way so his, his so even though it's moving in the movement he's actually still talking but it's like somebody interrupting with the book so he's doing something with the book there's even a scene when this lady comes in and it's like kind of it surprises you two in the conversation like oh a third party comes in and the whole scene is just them handing the book to each other now, they're not <laughs> yeah. they're not referring to that but that's right. what they're doing yeah and so I'm just carrying that. So I just technically use this book as a prop to make interesting poses. Again, yeah. like I said, I don't know yeah. if any of this stuff will work, but yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. 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 Dude, and again, that was so cool. That's cool. That, that's, yeah. really cool Pete. <laughs> that's such a great solution. <laughs> awesome. Great to see work. Yeah. <laughs> we changed the angle. Uh, After all that, we changed the angle. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, 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 I love to watch that too. Um, so what about, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, I know the answer to, to the, the QBs here, uh, but what about this thing called 22 panels that always work? You guys familiar with that? I still have that. Yeah, it's yeah, in my so notes. <laughs> it's on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Saved yeah, on my phone. Yeah. Uh, like all over here, it's just like I have every note I've taken all three years and textbooks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I throw that stuff out. Yeah, it cool. used to be like tapes. I have a glass graphing table, so it used to be taped underneath, so it was like uh-huh. always right there for me to see. Yeah. Aaron, are you familiar with it? Never heard of it. No? I'll send it to okay. you. Yeah, John, John Mike, Mike, you know what it is, uh, don't you? Wally Wood. Yeah, Wally yep, Wood. Yep. Wally Wood, yeah. Yep. John, are you familiar yeah. with it? Yeah, I believe so, Yeah, actually. 
So, so have you guys ever seen the the twenty two panels always work interpreted into the film? No. Yeah, I'll send I'll send that link to you guys uh, as well. Because uh, you know one of the things that happens in my class is I'll show this, and then again, some smart Alex student was like, "Yeah, but I want to be a film writer. What, how does this help me?" And and some university student took the twenty two panels that always work and and translated it to film, and I'm like, "Oh, that is beautifully done." Very, very awesome to see how it translates to translates to film. So you still get the same, um, the same kind of uh, angles and images and stuff like that. I'll, I'll make sure that I'll share, and I'll share with the, uh, everyone on the stream as well. Uh, but I'm looking at my clock, and it's uh, man time has uh, flown here. It's been an enjoyable night. Uh, you guys talking about? Uh, I know, right? <laughs> it's like what, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> how did it get to be ten till ten fifty already? Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been fun talking about films and how they influence uh, our creative work uh, and how we, we can and utilize that in, in what we do. Um, but I guess we got to call on a night. Guys, tomorrow night I am excited to uh, let you know that I am going to, to be Silverline 101 with Jackson Rennick. Um, Jackson is, um, he did some, quite a few books for Silverline back in the day. He did Silver Storm, uh, the second volume. He did Marauder. Uh, he was a penciler for that. Uh, he is also the penciler for uh, R.A.'s White Devil, uh, which um, Chuck was uh, finishing up inking. And um, uh, shoot, Elena or Lena? Elena, I think. Elena. Okay, yeah. She. I asked her. I'm gonna be she, horrible if I'm wrong. Well, you know what? I asked her, <laughs> and she told me in an email. I just gotta commit it to memory, uh, because it was. It's one of those names. Okay, you could say it this way, or you could say it this way, and I want to make sure I get it right. Um, but she'll be joining. Uh, she's actually coloring it. She's gonna start uh, joining the the Wednesday cruise when she can. Uh, thanks, Tommy. It was nice. Uh, uh, it was fun talking about this. Tommy says, "Nice talk, y'all." Um, but yeah, so I'm really I'm really excited to be talking to uh, to uh, Jackson Rennick to, tomorrow night in the Silver Line one on one. Not sure who's going to uh, to art for that yet um, because I have neglected to reach out to any of my artist pals here and ask them if they can do it. So I will probably be doing sending some emails out right after we're done here. <laughs> um, next week, not sure what we're going to talk about next week. Probably going to talk about uh, going to focus a, a good bit on the Kickstarter. That I uh, should remind you all launches on Tuesday, and that Kickstarter is for Friar Rush number one uh, that John inked and Becca colored, colored. and uh, also Aaron Drew, and I drew it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I drew yeah, Friar and Aaron Rush. Drew. Sorry, you're, yeah. I, I, I'm looking. I'm looking around the screen, saying, "Who did I miss?" And Mike <laughs> lettered it. Okay, man, the whole Friar Rush crew is here, really. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, uh, Bloodline, which is uh, which was penciled by Rob Salchetto, inked by uh, Terry Pallet, colored by uh, Jeremy Kahn. So uh, next week, guys, uh, you, you should plan to talk about the Friar Rush some as well. Uh, we'll 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 be a couple of days into the Kickstarter, so we'll we'll plan to talk about it. Uh, John, I know, has already started uh, uh, showing off the uh, variant cover that we've got for uh, Friar Friar Rush, which I think ended up looking really really gorgeous. Um, so we're gonna have some we're gonna have some cool stuff. I will say this uh, for those who are uh, listening uh, about the Kickstarter, we've got so much original art with this one. 
uh, we've got more original art for this upcoming Kickstarter than we've had for any Silverline Kickstarter to date. So I'm incredibly excited about that. If you're a fan of original art, don't wait too long because uh, I'm, I'm sure some of the some of the sweeter pieces are, are going to go quickly. Um, so be sure that that launches uh, Tuesday. Uh, so don't forget about our merch store. Don't forget to, to like and uh, follow and subscribe and do all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to go around and ask everyone where uh, we can find you online. Uh, Becca, we'll start with you. Where can everybody find you online? You can find me on Instagram at comic art. It's with a K, two Ks underscore art. Uh, inst, uh, what is it? The, the Twitter thing. Um, I, I don't go on it much, obviously. I don't remember my handle. Um, and uh, Facebook. We're back on. I'll be sure to put it down in the information. Thank for you. you. I, I, <laughs> I got should you really back. start using that. <laughs> I got you back. Thank you. Uh, John, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find me on the Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. There's some variation of either John Martin, John Martin Art, John Vampire, John Vampire Art. And also uh, have a Patreon page. Oh, uh, is, that, is that new? I don't think I have that link, do I? You should have that link, sir. Okay. Uh, I don't remember. I may have it. I try to add them to my, I have a master list that I keep. And um, if you've sent it to me, I try to, to add it. I don't, I don't recall that one, but if you send it to me, hopefully. I'll double I check it. and see if I did. Okay. If not, I'll send it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, Pete, once again, thank you for getting up in the wee early morning hours over across the pond there. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, Instagram is best, but Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's all the same thing. It's Peter Clinton Art. Um, you'll see everything I've working, well, snapshots of what I'm working on at the moment and um, the odd commission and things like that. Cool. Art stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. Aaron, what about you? Where can folks find you online? Uh, you can find me Instagram at ALH3810. Uh, that's my handle. Uh, Facebook at my name, Aaron Humphreys, or Humphreys Illustration is my business art page. Uh, and then my Godliness comic is on Webtoons, which I'm hoping to start. I haven't posted for a while. I'm hoping to start posting. I post and the issues are done. So I am like four pages away from finishing this last issue, but I keep having other projects come in. So hopefully that would be posting really soon again. And, and you said this issue, this issue would be which issue number? Issue eight. Eight. Okay. Eight of 12. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yep. So you're on the, uh, you're on the downhill slope for the, yes. for the, for the rest the of them. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, and don't forget those of you paying attention, Aaron has agreed to, uh, to make a chunk of issues available as one of our stretch goals. So yes. we want to try to get there so you can all see what, uh, Aaron's been doing with Godlings. Mike, what about you? Where can uh, folks find you online? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter with Mike W. Belcher. Uh, you can find me and anything Man in the Mask related at amkcomics.com. And for the past week, I've been doing a little daily webcomic on Facebook and uh, Instagram. Y'all check it out. That's right. It's free, folks. You might as well go uh, read it. Yeah. And Curtis, what about you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's Curtis Fujita. And you can also find me via um, Instagram for my martial arts school. Look up Tiger Crane 805, one word. Uh, also, same on YouTube, Tiger Crane 805. And you can also find my uh, school's page on Facebook, Tiger Crane Kung Fu. 
advice. And don't forget, everyone, I'll have all these links uh, in, in the info here. Uh, and don't let Curtis's uh, calm demeanor fool you. He is a kung fu master. Mm-hmm. He will take you down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you can find me on, uh, on on Facebook, Roland Man. You can find me on Twitter, Man Roland. Um, and I'm pretty much every every other social media. Uh, although I'm really mostly active on uh, on Facebook. Um, Silverline, don't forget the Silverline website, SilverlineComics.com. Uh, we have an email list where we're, we're I'm, I'm trying to be better about giving some advance notice to our uh, those who have subscribed to our email list uh, to get let you in on some some you know special stuff, some secret stuff, early stuff, which is kind of why the email list even exists, right? So I'm going to try to do that uh, for our upcoming. Uh, Kickstarter. So if you're listening and saying, am I on the email list? You should double check and make sure you're on there because uh, I'll I'll, I'll send something out. Um, So yeah, again, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, share, uh, whatever else you do on any of the uh, platforms. Um, And last but not least... Make oh, mine silver line. Silver line. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye. That's Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, gab and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us please like follow share and remember make mine silverline